Welcome to the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. We are a mother-daughter duo specializing in astrology and feng shui. Join us weekly to learn astrology and feng shui, and of course, to hear stories from our hands-on experience in the industry. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Happy May Day. Happy May. Yeah. That's just insane. <laughs> May Day. May Day back in the day. You'd go around and make these little cute little um, cones with car- with the construction paper and then put a pipe cleaner as the handle. And then you'd go to your neighbor's house and put a cone of candy <laughs> on their front doorknob. Oh, really? I love it. You did. That was that was routine. I mean, you took, definitely took one to your teacher. Again, okay. this is this is going back decades here <laughs> when that was very popular. But that was that was standard. That was big stuff in elementary school. Interesting. May Day. Yeah. Well, today's topic we are talking about Jupiter moving into Taurus, which will happen here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, before we get to the main topic, we do have a few things that we need to discuss. We um, we're going to discuss the eclipses. We're going to talk about Mercury retrograde. We saw um, quite a few headlines this week that we're just going to touch on a little astrology of, especially if you're trying to learn astrology, right? Like looking at celebrities, looking at people in the news, just the charts, it's so clear to see it. And so we're, we're going to talk through some of those things as well. And then of course, we'll go through all 12 of the signs and how Taurus moving, I'm sorry, Jupiter moving into Taurus will affect everyone. Yeah. Uh, So with that, let's talk about the lunar eclipse that we will be experiencing later this week on May 5th. It's going to be happening at 14 degrees of Scorpio. Right. We we already spoke about it, but I just want to reinforce this is it, Scorpio. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, Yes. The other fixed signs may be feeling it as well. The Tauruses, the Leos, the Aquariuses, but primarily this is a Scorpio Taurus thing. Yeah. Meaning we are, particularly the Scorpio now, it's like if you cannot relate to the concept that letting something go, then I'm, I would I would be concerned that you're missing something about your life. I can't yeah. tell you how many messages I'm getting about letting something go mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, finishing up some things and re- recognizing, you know, the era is over. So anyhow, I can I'm I can so appreciate it, and uh, uh, I feel good. I feel very good that I'm getting these clues back from the universe. Uh, you know, back that it is time. It's a green light for wrapping things up, and Absolutely. even cleaning up things related to money, which we'll be talking about that with the Mercury retrograde as well. But this 14 Scorpio is all about shared monies and what's going on with monies and assessing your budgets and, you know, kind of heavy stuff like that. I was just texting with a Scorpio client mm-hmm. friend this morning and she was like, it's, she's like, I know it's all wrapping up here in the next couple of weeks. She doesn't uh-huh. know how it's going to turn out, but she just, yeah. she's like, it's all coming to a head. Yeah. Um, and this will be the last eclipse in Scorpio, the last lunar eclipse in Scorpio for about 18 years. So again, this is wrapping up a much larger story. Um, and May 5th is that exact date. Yeah. And, and that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that out. 
this doesn't happen. Everyone, every sign gets kind of grilled or challenged to change, evolve, let go. But it's about an 18 year cycle. So this is not something that we all, oh yeah, I remember, you know, it doesn't happen often enough for us to have this great memory about, oh, what were the changes going on approximately 18 years ago? Uh, but here it is, uh, we've spoken already that that series is gonna move on into Aries and Libra. Uh, mm -hmm. And so they're next on this chopping block of evolving, changing, things of that nature. But Scorpio, I'm feeling pretty confident right now. I mean, it's May 1st, uh, May 5th is the actual lunar eclipse, so. Yeah, and also we did an entire episode on the lunar eclipse. Yes. Maybe you already listened to it. Sometimes it's good to go back and listen to it now that it's closer because now some of those interpretations might take on a whole new meaning. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So in addition to the eclipse, we are under Mercury retrograde. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to still be with us through May 15th. So of course, make sure that you're doing and leaning into those rewords. So redo, reorganize, rethink. Um, but because it's in Taurus, so Taurus is like kind of on the chopping block in a couple different areas, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but because it's in Taurus, there could be some things around money where you might be saying, oh, this financially needs attention. You might be more concerned about the finances. You might be more concerned about banking. And of course, just as we go through this as a country as well, there could oh. be more headlines around banking issues or failures. Oh, absolutely. So the next two weeks. Yeah. Just, don't be shocked if uh, another bank goes belly up or someone's in some sort of dire financial doo-doo around. The, the most important thing that you can control is your own. And again, this is a Mercury retrograde meaning that maybe it's just a matter of getting one paper together that lists all your passcodes to your financial accounts or the actual account numbers so that you know if something would happen somebody else could step in pay your bills for you you know or heaven forbid you know deal with the estate side of it so there could be this doesn't mean that everyone's upside down and you know it has to is in a terrible financial thing it's it's a warning to get it cleaned up to make it easier and simpler to assess what's going on i can't tell you to the degree that we're doing it again a lot of it is being spurred by uh, bill your dad you know about what what needs we need to have things clarity on this thing we need to consolidate we met with our tax advisor again after the fact to just go over everything so it's a great time. Uh, don't be afraid to actually look at the numbers. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's that, because Mercury retrograde is basically uh, some is there's kind of a fear with it, particularly in Taurus, because Taurus is we all want stability. And Mercury retrograde says, oh, maybe we're not as secure as we thought. Right. They're not actually very compatible. So no. it can be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and the worst interpretation probably is finding out something that you didn't want to find out. <laughs> mm, true, right. true. Um, next, we're going to talk about Jerry Springer. So if you saw the news, he did pass away this past week. And um, we have done an exercise in the past where we've looked at where the sun was when someone passes away. And we operate under the idea that that gives us insight into what their legacy 
like the legacy that they're leaving on this world as they're moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we figured we'll talk a little bit about Jerry Springer's chart and then discuss the degree that the son was at when he passed. Great. So you have a much better memory. I assume you spent more hours watching Jerry Springer than I did. <laughs> I mean, I just saw it, caught it when I'm flipping channels. Right. Well, I think Jerry Springer, like for my age range, like kept you company on days that you didn't go to school. <laughs> like if you were homesick <laughs> or during the summer months, um, I thought it was pretty comical to watch. And as a parent, I thought it was terrible, it was bad behavior, bad language, you know, so I saw it as not something that I ideally would like you to be watching. Right. Well, but- I was fascinated, obviously, since he's passed away, it, you know, spurred me to just Google his name and his biography. And yeah. I could not even fathom all the other stuff that he had been involved in besides just the Jerry Springer show. You know, I learned that he was in politics um that he wrote austin some of the austin powers movies Hmm. like Mm -hmm. i'm still like is that fact checked (laughs) i didn't know Mm -hmm. that yeah yeah Um, but that he did a lot more than just that show Mm -hmm. and i don't think we've said this yet but his birthday was february 14th 1944 Uh, so he was an aquarius which again if you've listened if you listen to our most recent episode on aquarius you know, we call Aquarians the disruptors. Well, that's an understatement. That's okay. an understatement. <laughs> he disrupted. I do knew a little bit about him. I knew that he had a talk show before he had this raucous show that he ended up developing, and that was had such poor ratings. Um, they the networks gave him like ninety days to change something, and no one wanted to come on his show because it was such a low rated show. Uh, mm-hmm. So he went to the common man decided he'll just bring on the average person with a problem with the ax to grind mm. right with a paternity uh-huh. test in question <laughs> yeah right? invite these people in so i think when we were discussing this we were just kind of making some assumptions about his chart like well one it's interesting that he passed away under mercury retrograde oh yeah because he engaged in those extreme topics conversations real-time conversations no Mm -hmm. filters right the guests would just pour out all their sadness or hatred right there on the tv Mm -hmm. Uh, so it made us think well okay what's in his natal chart right that would support that and we were kind of assuming oh he probably has an out-of-bounds mercury Um, however he has an out-of-bounds mars in his chart that's a very specific thing that most people beginning to learn astrology don't aren't familiar with out of bounds planet is we're not going to go into the technical detail but if you have a program you can it, it will spit it out for you but uh, an out of bounds kind of gives you a big clue out of bounds means you're over the top you're out of step you're pushing boundaries mm-hmm. and oftentimes it can be offensive to a lot of people who are trying to just maintain the status quo or right. a certain decorum. Yeah. So we thought, oh, it must be out of bounds Mercury because people are, are saying all these crazy things. And he has actually an out of bounds Mars. And Mars is the physicality. So the idea of an athlete would be a good for out of bounds Mars. But what is show what I what I was most offended by was that it was like physical violence. People picked up <laughs> chairs, right? 
And I think that's like all you waited for on the show was like, not even like what they're saying, kind of like, okay, who's going to stand up and like grab a chair first or who's going to go running off the stage. And I think, you know, he got known for him and his bouncer guy. Again, this was decades ago that I was watching as well. So I feel bad. I don't have the exact words, but I think it was like, there was like a bald security guy that was kind of like his right-hand man on the show that would always get involved, right? To break up the fights. I see. And I assume to protect him. Maybe. You know. I don't think anything one was mad at Jerry. I think they just got (laughs) Well, anyhow, we learned that's what an out-of-bounds Mars looks like. Yeah. Okay. So when like I said, when I get into the technical aspect of what it creates that, but uh again, now you know that term out of bounds, out of bounds mercury, sometimes people what people no filters on what they'll say. But his was no filters on what you can do on that show well the other thing is like when i was looking at his political history you know Mm -hmm. he spent time as was it a mayor mayor of cincinnati yeah yeah and they said he was like super unconventional that he was the mayor that spent a night in jail like he resigned because he admitted that you know he had some sort of interaction with a prostitute very out of bounds mars by the way yeah and to the fact that he just like owned it you know most politicians try to cover that stuff up or they deny it and Mm -hmm. it's just like he came out and said like yeah i did that like that Mm -hmm. and and that also goes with the disruptor of being an aquarius like i'm gonna do i'm gonna have the same position as someone else but i'm gonna do it differently yeah and, and that february 14th if anyone is born on february 14th you would probably share this as well but you're a 24 degree Aquarius and that degree alone is generally associated with people who who uh, can upset people talking about sex uh, sexual topics and I see I associate him with paternity tests that was the big thing he did right that he always I think that was Maury oh that was Maury I think you're right it was Maury that did that I think okay, Jerry well, was I'm more getting... about like cheating and yeah, that's right I'm glad you clarified that I've got I've gotten the two confused okay well anyhow just his admittance that yeah I was with a prostitute last night yeah. okay I'll I'll, I'll 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 resign being as mayor you know yeah. as a result not making a big thing about it so to speak yeah that is so, again it, it, it liberates people it liberates them and to be honest wakes people up to the idea of um aware of what actually what life what happens in life what's going on right so he passed away um and we pulled up the degree that the sun was at yes and again we think that this kind of wraps up like what the purpose was or what his legacy is as he moves forward Mm -hmm. and i think one of the ones that really stood out the um so we're looking at 12 and 13 degrees of Taurus was this idea of being able to handle failure, being able to take risks, being able to get attention through very strong opinions or storylines that you've been through. And you might, he, well, not, he might, he was very independent in his mind, the way that he did things. And he has an interest in controversial ideas. Hmm. You know, that 13 Taurus, again, would be basing this on the fact that he died on April 27th. Right. That's clearly what we're, where we're getting the source of our information. And so this idea that he, it's associated sometimes with counseling, counseling for self or helping other people counseling, which 
on some level, I mean, I don't know if I would call it therapy <laughs> show, but it was an outlet for people to express all their pent up anger. And I do think his show evolved. I think originally maybe it was more counseling. And then I think once I'm assuming the, the ratings went up when people started fighting, but I I do think it evolved into that. I don't think that that's how it originated. I think it was more of counseling when it started. I see. Loosely. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, That, that he, he will be seen in hindsight. I think he already is as he took risks. And that is associated with April 27th. Yeah. The one other piece of it that maybe isn't as obvious of this degree is about being able to cross over into many different social circles, Mm -hmm. no matter what your social status is. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, he wasn't born in the United States. Right. Um, You know, so came into the U.S., became successful. So he crossed over. Right. He crossed mm-hmm. over boundaries, borders, um, and made a name for himself. But also the Jerry Springer, again, that I knew just through like the television in that the, the Jerry Springer show, I should say, um, was very controversial. And I mean, it was a circus show. Yet, but mm-hmm. then he was also in politics. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, he had shows where, he, or obviously he was mayor, like he was involved. And so he did have a, a way to show up in all these different environments and be successful. It's true. It's I've used to call this degree, the Cinderella degree that you could be the, the person scrubbing the floors one moment and give yourself a week or two. And all of a sudden you're the princess. It represents people who can insert them into a situation and they get catapulted up to a level that, we might ask, how do they qualify? Mm-hmm. That's, that was Jerry's story, and it was a great role model on some level. And now I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> you know, he could be seen as a role model for that idea of just taking the risk, taking the chance. Is it meant to be? Yeah. In true Aquarius fashion. Yes, true Aquarius. So we kind of give him a little salute here today. Uh, you know, even though I certainly didn't support Room. his show and I didn't <laughs> yeah. support you watching it even, but the idea of I can now look back, this is the, this is, he bows out. Remember in an astrology chart, we're only focusing always on when is this person born? What contract have they come into life with? And we analyze that. And then we base on the movement of the planets about, oh, what is the storyline? What's going on now? This is an opposite way of looking at a chart. We look at the day the person dies and see what the major theme is that day. They're they're bowing out. They're taking their last bow. They get the big press, right? Yep. And it's, he okay, he led a successful life, didn't he? Right. Well, also when he passed away, then Pluto was at zero degrees of Aquarius, right? Which will lead us into our next topic before we get into Jupiter. Um, And we'll start talking about that when we come back from our commercial break. Okay, welcome back. So you've probably been hearing us talk a lot about Pluto. Pluto did make its transition into Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Um, But as of today, right, May 1st, Mm -hmm. Pluto is now going to retrograde Mm -hmm. back over the zero degrees Aquarius and back to Capricorn. Right. 
even as far back at 27 Capricorn, which that surprised me. That's yeah, going back that far. I know. So, so Pluto is kind of like the elephant in the room. I have so many people of, I mean, every sign, mm-hmm. right? Not just Aquarians, not just Capricorns. Right. Saying, what is going on? Why is everyone going through these big shifts? Mm-hmm. Right. And the idea that, again, I know I've said it before, but we haven't seen Aquarius. I'm sorry. We haven't seen Pluto move into Aquarius since 1777. Like this is a big deal. You know, a lot of astrologers will focus on, oh, the Mercury retrogrades or, or Mars is in cancer today. Those things happen so frequently that Mm -hmm. we've lived through them many, many times. And it doesn't take away the power from them, but it's much more subdued because we experience them all the time. Whereas this is a Mm -hmm. first for every single person that you come encounter. Yeah come encounter with. Right, right. So another way to think about this is um, the idea when a planet turns retrograde, meaning that it's almost kind of come to a stop at some point, it's not moving forward, it appears it's moving backwards. So there's a moment where the planet appears to be stationary. And we've gone over this, meaning from the perspective of us being on Earth, looking through a telescope, looks like, oh, it looks like Pluto's going backwards right now. We know it isn't, but there's that moment of, so what degree it's happening at, in this case, zero degrees Aquarius, it's like it stopped in the full weight. So use your elephant example. And now I have an elephant on my chest. Mm-hmm. I may have been thinking, maybe I have a problem. Maybe I need to do something, but I've got time. I don't need to do it today. I don't need to handle that. I'm going to eventually say something to someone about it. I'm eventually going to take care of that bill, right? We, we, we have good intentions, but we, we don't, there's no fire underneath us. Right. But when it goes retrograde, it's like sitting in one spot, putting all of its weight down all of a sudden, oh my God, I got to get on it today. I need to start addressing this issue. Right. Pluto is a birthing energy. So again, you might feel like you're being rebirthed into something you might um, feel like you're going through a birth canal right okay what is on the other side of this it can be uncomfortable i love that i love that analogy because like the baby the baby is all of a sudden being forced down that birth canal right you know there's a moment in time this is it it's got to you know it's got to be traumatic right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. As it feels many times in life, I really, this is not my, what my plan was. I didn't know it was going to come this fast. I didn't know the contractions were going to be so strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're, that just starts today. We thought we would touch on two people in the news uh, that have been directly affected by this, both yes. having uh, major planets in their chart around this zero degree, one degree of Aquarius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mom, I'll let you talk about them because I don't know who these people are. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Well, if you watch Fox News, uh, Tucker Carlson got canned this past week. Now, he's a Taurus by his sun sign, but he has his Saturn that sits at two degrees of Taurus. Uh, and it sits up high in his chart, which generally represents someone who does achieve success, someone who is looked up to a natal Saturn in the 10th house. But sitting at that degree, Pluto is squaring it. So here's a case, and again, it just it's a good teaching moment. 
I'm saying Saturn's at two degrees Taurus and Pluto's at zero degrees Aquarius. So it's a square, but it's, it's, it's two degrees off yet. Mm-hmm. It's not exact. And it's that, that it has that much weight once it goes retrograde to, to put the pressure on, even if something is seen two, three degrees out and he got canned. So very public, big headlines. He toppled, he fell from his, you know, leadership position at Fox. Yeah. And it was so ironic the same day, CNN, almost polar opposite, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Announcing that they're getting rid of Don Lemon. Now, Don Lemon got into some recent hot water because when Nikki Haley announced she's going to run for president. Now, remember, Nikki is 51 years of age and mm-hmm. Don Lemon announced in his broadcast that she was past her prime Oof. at 51. And he took a lot of backlash for that. So that it Isn't looks Biden like 80. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. So okay. you wouldn't say that about a man at 51. Right. They're past their prime. You'd say they're coming in their prime, a perfect time. Right. So he took a lot of backlash. So I don't know if that was the last straw, so to speak. But his Venus, he has a Venus at one degree Aquarius. So here comes Pluto, Pluto. stationing, pulling up, sitting in one spot, so to speak destroyed his source of income. Venus is generally, we look at how someone makes their money. Yeah. So we can tell that that one, ouch, that one had to hurt. Yeah. That one is more harsh. So Pluto hit his Venus right as we move down. And, and again, technically the retrograde is today, but last week the, the planet, so to speak, has to be slowing down. It's, it's putting its foot on its brake. Right. So that's where we have all that tension the week before. So anyhow, it wouldn't surprise me that other people in the listeners would be saying, oh, yeah, I'm really feeling it. This is happening faster than I thought it was. I thought I had more time. Just as Tucker and Don probably thought they had more time. And if I go back to that idea about how slow Pluto moves, Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you're thinking, oh my gosh, is this happening in my chart? You know, right. these aspects wouldn't happen, but every 30 to 40 years, mm-hmm. depending on Pluto's cycle in that sign. Mm-hmm. Right. The last time would have been 37 years ago that there would have been something similar to this. So now we're going to move into our main topic today, which is Jupiter moving into Taurus. This is going to happen May 16th. It will be there for about a year uh, once it moves in. And this happens about every 13 years or so. So again, it doesn't happen that often. We are going to lump the signs together. Uh, So it's going to be your sign and your opposing sign uh, to talk about how this energy should show up. So first and foremost, let's start with the Taurus and Scorpios. uh, Well, Well, let's talk about this idea. Jupiter loves Taurus and Jupiter loves Scorpio. So I think the idea is that that both will be flattered and will benefit from this influence. So for Tauruses though, like we just mentioned, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, he's a Taurus. Well, he just got canned. Well, he's gonna, something sweet is happening for him. Either he's gonna write a book, 
you know, ghostwrite, have a book written, you know, so to speak, with his name on it. Um, or he's going to have teaching opportunities. He's going to get another show. Something's going to happen for him because Taurus are going through an expansion period mm-hmm. under this influence. Opportunity will come to them. They will get invitations. They'll get someone to say, hey, you might be interested in this. Let me know if you are. This is not going out and pounding on doors. Please let me in. Please consider me. <laughs> this is the beauty of this energy is that it's kind of, you can be rather passive and opportunity just kind of pops up for you. Yeah. So really strong for Tauruses. Scorpios have that somewhat as well. It would be opposing, right? Yep. the Scorpio energy. So you could get some those types of perks as well. But I would think particularly for Scorpios, there might be a lot more focus on relationships, right? It might yep. be who you're connecting to, who you're learning from, who, what's good news, things that are happening to the people around you, and therefore you're benefiting as well. Right. Spouse gets a new job and you're saying now right. we have more income coming in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I want to throw this in. If you um, uh, certainly um, uh, are born in in the years going back to 1952, 64, 76, or 88, uh, we could go one further, I guess, in case we have any uh, listeners born around 2000 as well. Um, then your Jupiter probably sits in Taurus to start out with. And if it does, that's a very good t- year for you. So you're saying Jupiter will be conjuncting their Jupiter if you were born in those years that mom just listed. It's a little trick in astrology. Where's your Jupiter? What sign is it in? Yours is in Capricorn, if I remember right. Yep. So when Jupiter enters Capricorn, it's like its friend Jupiter standing there waving it in. They're happy to see each other. It's It's a family reunion, so to speak. Yeah. So same thing in this case, because Jupiter's in Taurus. If you were born in 52, you had Jupiter in Taurus. So it's a particularly, I'm putting an exclamation mark. You don't have to be a Scorpio. I'm just saying this in general. If you were born in that year, 52, 64, 1976, 1988, and uh, 2000, this will probably be a better than average year. Nice. Next, let's talk about Geminis and Sagittariuses. Yeah. Um, So there should be a lot of healing opportunities, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe a renewed focus on your spirituality. There could be like more time that you're setting aside to kind of sit in quiet spaces or really reflect on what you want, what you need, what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. You might go to a spiritual service. You might go to a religious service. Yeah. You know, uh, you might honor somehow religion in your life and you know maybe that's because you're attending a funeral you're attending someone's wedding it brings you around that religious world slash spiritual world yeah it also should be putting them on a learning curve with work so again Mm -hmm. that could be more responsibilities around work more freedom uh the idea of like more people hearing you seeing your emails so you can be be you know, invited kind of on a new email list where it's like, oh my gosh, my email is being lumped in with the general manager of the place because Jupiter mm-hmm. is all about expansion. It's about, you know, feeling like I have a further reach. 
Yeah, and the Sagittarius may actually see this a little more uh, in a different way that they might actually look at their work environment and go, wow, look at their easing up on some of these rules. Mm -hmm. Or they might find themselves having some coveted status, a little more leeway given to you, freedom. Oh, maybe you can come in late. Maybe you can leave early. Again, not run rampant with that idea, but it's privilege, a sense of you've proven yourself. We know what you're, you know, what, what you have delivered. So there are some benefits, there's something, uh, an improvement and enhancement coming in that work environment, particularly for the Sagittarius. Yeah. For Cancer and Capricorn, mm -hmm. uh, Cancers in particular should be benefiting through groups or teams. So it's an excellent time to be networking. Oh, yeah. They might have some upgrades in technology as well. So mm -hmm. a bigger phone, more storage on their phone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. And the, and the Capricorns, they might be more focused on the longer picture here. Uh, should we have another child? Oh, do we need to start saving for education for our, our you know, for our children? Uh, they may be putting more focus on, you know what, we need to start incorporating family fun time. Or just, I want to, maybe I need, maybe a Capricorn is saying, you know, I need to recognize, I need to have some laugh, laughing time. I need to be with friends, more focus on social. They um, could be I, focus on I, legacy I, as well. I'm sorry. They could be focused on legacy as well. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Maybe realize that maybe having a cup of coffee with coworkers might make their job much easier. Mm. Right. Uh, socialize with them, right? Yeah, and therefore we'll work more cohesively, and they'll they'll maybe follow, you know, be inspired. They could be having um, more opportunities to attend like large sporting events. Oh yeah, large conferences, something where they're with a lot of other like-minded people in one right. room or facility. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For Leos and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. For Leos, this puts a big focus on your public reputation. So there could be some things where like you might be getting awards, getting recognized at work, oh, team leader of the quarter, something where, again, you're being seen more. And very good for performance, any performance and performances, just getting up and, and reading a report or conducting a meeting or on the fun side, yeah, going to karaoke and having a lot of fun. It really supports the Leos to whatever their thing is uh, in real time performance. You know, we always think of, oh, going to the plays that our children are in or the soccer game they're in, you know, that's kind of going there supporting children uh, doing their thing. But this puts the focus back on the Leo itself. If you were thinking of going for a promotion, this would be an excellent time frame to do it in as it well. It would, it would, it would. For and Aquarians. Aquarian, what's going on, Kate? What's going on in your home? <laughs> oh gosh. Um, home upgrades would be yeah. for Aquarians. Mm -hmm. So it puts a big focus on the home. So you might be, you know, getting tired. Oh, my, these couches, right? I want to upgrade this. I want to change out the windows. There should be a big focus on how the home feels and how you can upgrade it. And I would think there might be more focus on the concept of family, the concept of 
family gatherings, uh, maybe more interest in um, uh, doing something uh, uh, collectively as the extent, you know, family reunions would be a, mm -hmm. a, a great example of it, but doing something that might memorialize family. Next, we'll talk about Virgos and Pisces. Mm -hmm. uh, so in particular for Virgos, this puts a big focus on educational opportunities. So mm -hmm. that could be hands-on training, going back to the classroom, something where you feel like you're getting smarter, you're getting brighter, you're having access to like very good education, formal or informal. Remember this, the ninth house is associated with qualifying qualifying for monies. Well, I, one of our closest, dearest Virgos in our lives uh, is in the process of qualifying uh, for conversion, conversion of the turf in her, at her home and her property, uh, obviously pulling out sod, uh, the grass and uh, getting a rebate from the water department. Nice. It's a great, simple example of it. She qualified, they came out, okay, this is how much we'll give you. You know, uh, she kind of passed all the sniff tests that's involved. And, you know, it's, it, we're in the midst of that as we speak. Nice. Great example of qualifying for rebates, refunds. Uh, certainly it's a time that many people think of the person as maybe just being lucky. So not a bad time to, you know, put your hat in the ring <laughs> or right. take a chance. Yeah. Uh, for Pisces, they, there should be some nice upgrades just to like their daily routine. I know it sounds boring, but they could be investing in a really nice planner or some really nice walking shoes, things that just improve their day-to-day -day life. Of course, it'd also be excellent for upgrades to their car or transportation. Right. And it could be more friendly conversations with siblings going on or getting to know the neighbor, finding someone you have something in common with, right? Right immediately kind of on your doorstep and enjoying having that friendly, those friendly chit chats that one, one kind of makes the day kind of nice to see a familiar face routinely. Absolutely. And then for the last set, Libra and Aries mm -hmm. for both of them, it's probably easier to lump these ones just together that probably. there's a big focus on money for both Libra and Aries. So just money awareness, of course, you might be getting very serious about budgets. There might be some new great money-making opportunities. Especially, too, for the Aries, um, this is where I would separate them, is Aries might have more like emotional milestones where they might be attending more uh, baby showers or weddings, things that people are all coming together to celebrate. Yeah, yeah. And I do think as well, I would also throw another thing in there. I think the Libras are maybe a little bit more aware of physical transformations. They might be more aware of their uh, larger sense of health care. So there could be doctor visits involved on that, or there could be something about kind of the before and the after, going through something that one needs to get the diagnoses off of. Um, so that would be a, a very likely one coming from the Libra. But again, in, a, in somewhat of a I say smart way, educational way that, oh, now I know. Okay. So we all hope it's, oh, I got it. Great. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That would be the, the fun part of it. But even if it says, oh, well, you lean towards this, you lean towards that. Oh, now I know. Now I can do something. Well, and also because it's 
money is involved. It could just be making that investment in health. Oh, you might be saying like, okay, I'm going to splurge and buy the vitamins or buy the the scale to weigh the food. Yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. Absolutely. Gym memberships, things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that concludes our talk today on Jupiter moving into Taurus. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. To keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate Wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.